Well, good morning, everybody. It is the start of a new week, and um, I believe in the next five days, Monday to Friday, we will finish uh, Galatians, the book of Galatians. We'll make our way through chapter six this week, so that'll be fun. And I wanted just to say to those of you who are listening and following along every day, number one, thank you. It's uh, it's encouraging to me to even to hear back from you guys as often as I do. It, it uh, you know, I, I enjoy doing this. I enjoy it for my own, you know, just edification to study the word and just to feel my heart stirred, but also just the chance to share it with other people always does something to, you know, positive in the heart of somebody who's called to preach. So, Thank you. Uh, but I also want to invite you in to the process and just say, hey, uh, where do we go from here? So I'm, I'm debating you know, whether it's worth uh, continuing to do this. It's, I enjoy it, but you know, I want to hear back from you. Is it worth doing it every day? Are you, are you tracking with it every day? Is it too much to, to bother with or keep up with in uh, your schedules? And if you are interested in me continuing to do it, I'd like to know what interest you have. You know, are you interested in going into one of the Gospels or another letter or into the Old Testament? You know, someplace. So, if you're interested, let me know. You can email me, uh, Jeff at ocfjacks.com is the easiest one. I know it's an old email, but I still check it every day. If you have my number, you can text me or you can message me on social media or something like that. I, I'm not on social media a lot anymore, but I do check, I do get messages uh, pretty frequently. So anyway, um, let's look at Galatians chapter six this morning, verse one, just one verse. Uh, we won't uh, go far today, but there's a lot, a lot of meat here. So Paul says, uh, dear brothers and sisters, if, in, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly, you who are spiritual, should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Uh, other translations say, but watch yourself or you may also be tempted. Um, same, same concept. Um, this is... A, a really cool. This is meaty. This is chapter six. He just Paul just turns it on and says, "Let's uh, let's let's dive into all the practical stuff." And he he loves to do this in his letters. Once he's dealt with some significant issue, which he will return to at the end of this chapter, um, he says, "Let's let's just deal with daily matters." And this is both a daily matter and something that I think is is in, in, important too what's going on in Galatia. So, you know, restore one. He says someone who's been overtaken or caught in a sin. And it's an important thing to, to note here that, um, that he's, he's not talking in the same way as he would talk about somebody who is willingly and willfully, um, you know, falling into disbelief because of their own error um, he's using the word, uh, one who's overtaken. Um, it, it's a softer way. He's not speaking of somebody who's got some sort of, uh, uh, deliberate planned, um, you know, I'm going to pursue this besetting sin because I want to, this seems to be more indicative of somebody who has made a mistake 
who has struggled in an area of their life, even if they've struggled more than one time, it's just kind of some sort of a weakness. And um, he's not really talking about somebody who's fallen into doctrinal faults or errors or, I mean, I think of today, in today's day and age, people who deconstruct their faith and turn Jesus into, uh, they like the earthiness and the the humanity of Jesus, but they, they cut down his divinity to the point where he's stripped of of anything holy and um or they might treat you know the the word of god in the same way well paul would not use this verse to apply to somebody who has deconstructed uh, their faith he would use this he would use different language for that this is this is a this is gentle language and he says to those who have been overtaken in this way that it's our responsibility is is the church uh, to restore them, not to ignore them, not to excuse them, not to destroy them, not to um, to step on them, but to restore them. And the word that he uses um, for restore is a word that's used in the kind of the secular Greek world. It was used at that time as a medical term. It was used for for setting like uh, dislocated or fractured bones. And in fact, the same exact verb is used in Mark 1 when the, when the apostles were mending their nets. So it means to mend or, to, or to, to set something that's broken and to restore, to put it in right order. And so that job of restoration is often neglected in the church. We, you know, we have the tendency to either look the other way, put our head in the sand and sweep things under the rug and pretend that you know, nothing ever happened, or we have a tendency to act, react really harshly and throw people out. And, and Paul is saying that the balance between those two extremes is the sort of thing that those who are mature, who are spiritual, ought to be able to navigate. And we, it should be normal. It should just be the normal practice of the church that people who have been overtaken are restored gently by those who are mature. But frankly, it's uncommon. And... Um, I think this is exposing a weakness that's in the church, but also it's exposing a weakness that's in Galatia at the time. I read a quote from somebody who said, nothing reveals the wickedness of legalism better than the way the legalists treat those who have sinned. So in Galatia, those who are legalistic and want to see uh, the Galatians fall under the law nothing would better expose their wickedness than the way they would treat those who have sinned. And nothing in the church exposes the wickedness of those who are deeply legalistic better than the way they treat people who have who fallen into sin. Is it, any, is it any surprise that people who have fallen into sin are reluctant or even hidden about their sin in, in the church because of fear of being judged harshly? Um, it's a sad reality that people are more real about the the bad things, the crud, the sin that's in their life at the bar than they are at the church. And um, I just beg Jesus for an awakening in the church where it is okay. In fact, a spirit of revival where we feel compelled by God to come into the church in a, with honesty and vulnerability and to have a spirit of repentance overcome us where we are not just willing, but we are, again, almost feel compelled to just come clean because we know that God's good and we know that his church, his children are going to treat us uh, not just fairly, but they're going to restore us. They're going to help us to mend the brokenness 
to, to set the broken bones and to, and to be restored. And, you know, the final admonishment here, the final part that you should really take note of is, is the reason Paul says that you should, um, you should really sort through this carefully is that you don't want to fall into the same temptation. You should do this with, with, not with, you know, pride or with, or even with, uh, sloppiness, but you, you should be careful as you walk with people through this, lest you fall into the same temptation yourself. So much more I could say here, but I'll stop here for today. I'm excited to make our way through Galatians chapter six. And so Jesus, I pray uh, for any who are, who have been overtaken by sin that are in our body, uh, that we know that you would help us, those of us who are even a bit more mature to restore him or her gently back into the body. We want to see all of your children made whole. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen and Maranatha.